Hey, hey, welcome to the Reading Project Podcast with your host, Ashley T. Mercurio and your reading tutor. I'm super pumped to be here today and I'm thrilled to be interviewing our guest. We're going to be talking a little bit about parent-teacher conferences. So it's that time of year, right? We are getting to the end of September and depending on when you started your school year, you're probably going to be scheduling your parent-teacher conference in the next month or two. So I thought it would be a great idea for us to chat a little bit about parent-teacher conferences. That way, hopefully you'll be able to go into them feeling really confident and prepared and ready to talk to your child's classroom teacher. So it's a little funny today because my guest name is Ashley, which I am also named Ashley. So it might sound a little funny at first, but Ashley is a full-time kindergarten teacher, as well as the founder of Keep It Up Tutoring, where she helps K-5 through students achieve success and build confidence in reading, writing, and math through systematic, individualized lessons. She knew her passion was to help students find a love of learning and make academic progress, but felt disheartened at the lack of time available in school each day to meet every student's needs. So she decided to start tutoring one-on-one or in small groups after school in order to give every student what they deserve. Since starting her business, Ashley has worked with countless students and families, working toward her mission to empower students and engage families in learning. I love that about her. That's my passion also. And that is why the Reading Project podcast was created in order to empower and support moms and dads and caregivers in just really leaning into their child's learning and education and getting involved, getting their hands dirty, right? And getting in there and supporting their child with learning. All right, let's go. Hey there, welcome to the Reading Project Podcast, where I help you build stronger readers one episode at a time. I'm Ashley, and your reading tutor. My experience as an online tutor, classroom teacher, and the mother of a reluctant reader has allowed me to bring a fun and effective approach to building stronger and more confident readers. I created the Reading Project after working with dozens of families in my business that needed support in helping their readers at home. I want parents and caregivers to know that you don't have to be a teacher to help your struggling reader. I'm here to help with book suggestions, homework tips and tricks, tools and ideas for tackling reading, writing, and spelling work at home. I am on a mission to help you develop a culture of literacy and a love of stories with your children. Let's do it. All right. Welcome, Ashley. I'm really thrilled to have you join us today to talk about this topic because I think it's going to be very timely for parents. And so thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Hey, well, why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself and, you know, your educational journey? Absolutely. So I am currently a kindergarten full-time classroom teacher, and this is my fifth year teaching kindergarten. So I have been here and I love it. I've actually worked in education for, I believe this is my ninth year. So I started in special ed. And I just sort of, after a few years needed a change. So I went to kindergarten. Um, I, I started my education thinking I was going to teach high schoolers. So I've kind of been all around the books. Wow. Um, Yes. So I, I have my master's in teaching now, and I actually had a really fun experience in my grad program where I got to work with, um, English language learners. So I've really done all the different aspects of education now. (laughs) 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that's a great uh, position to be in because it gives you a really wonderful perspective on development and just that like trajectory of learning, you know? Yes. So that's wonderful. And you have your own private practice as well. Yes. So being in the classroom and having busy days uh, where I'm cutting out math or or our phonics lesson in order to do some science or some social studies, it was just very clear to me how many kiddos really need one-on-one help. And a classroom teacher typically does just doesn't have that time. It's right. just not there. So mm-hmm. I figured if I'm going to have a second job as a teacher, I might as well do what I really want to do. So, right. so one-on-one right. it is. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Being a kindergarten teacher always seemed really intimidating to me. <laughs> so I think it's wonderful that there are people like you out there that love it and, uh, yeah. you know, really enjoy teaching that. But so I actually have some kindergarten students in my private practice now online, which is really fun. And a lot of people think it's not possible. You know, what do you mean you tutor kids as young as four or five online, but we do short sessions, you know, sometimes twice a week, once twice a week. And it's great. We, you know, we just keep things really brief and fun and I I like it a lot. So it's definitely one of my favorite age groups now for teaching online, but one-on-one is different than like 25 kindergartners. Absolutely. Very different. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very different. So we're here today because we're going to talk about parent teacher conferences. So I thought it would be fun for you to just share what's your favorite thing, you know, from the teacher's perspective about parent-teacher conferences. So one of the things that I got sucked into as a new teacher, when people were teaching me how to do conferences, I thought my job at conferences was to share data. This is what I've measured. This is what we're seeing on tests and, and quizzes and those things. And it turns out as I discovered, you know, most of the time conferences are 15 to 20 minutes. And the best part of conferences is not me sharing that data. I can write it on a sheet and give it to you. It's the fact that you and I are having just open communication. It's a great time to answer questions, to understand, say your teacher's teaching your child something that you don't understand. That's a Mm -hmm. great time to say, can you show me what you're teaching them? So my favorite part about conferences is, is it really is just a, let's have some coffee and chat kind of 15, 20 minutes between parents and teachers. Right. Right. I love that. I think that's a really good uh, way to go into conferences. I always say that when I was a classroom teacher, that was one of my biggest regrets was not having better parent teacher communication, especially after I left teaching and had my own kids. And I realized how important it is to connect with the family so that you can, you know, make that support network, right. For the child. Absolutely. Cause that's, we all just want what's best for, for the kids. <laughs> yes. And so. there's so much research that suggests that, that, that home in that school connection, having that does such wonders for kids. And mm-hmm. when the only time I'm contacting you is at conferences to tell you data or to tell you something bad happened, that's not having a good connection. So I think that really using that conference time for relationships and for questions is just absolutely the best. Yeah. Okay. So what do you wish parents knew about parent-teacher conferences? Okay. So I am going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring up a pet peeve of mine. Okay, good. Um, I think that's great. (laughs) So when I was a kid, I always remember conference night, I got to go to my aunt's house and she always made warm brownies 
And it was wonderful. I loved conference night because it was a celebration for me. I got to go have fun. Yeah. One of the things that I have seen for many years now is parents bringing their kids to conferences. Mm -hmm. And I've asked around a little bit, and there are districts that ask you to do that. And I completely understand that. But it is so much harder as a teacher to discuss things about a child when the child is sitting right there. Uh huh. So one of my pet peeves is when I'm, you know, trying to say reading, we need a little extra help in reading or math or uh-huh. writing or whatever it is. And the parent will look at the child and start in on them. Mm. Well, why are you not? Or especially if it's a behavior thing, mm-hmm. why are you not listening? Why are you doing, you need to apologize. And that just, it does not help the situation at all. And so I think one of the things that I would definitely say as a teacher, it is so much more helpful when you leave your child somewhere else, not at conferences, an adult conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I could see, you know, different perspectives there, but for sure, I think, you know, I don't see parent teacher conferences as a time for parenting. Like, so like turning to the child and trying to parent them through this school issue like that, this is not really the place or the time. And it kind of probably makes the child feel uncomfortable. And, you know, that's not really what we want to do in parent teacher conferences. Yeah. Yeah, So I could also see if a family is very open with their kids and they are used to having these kinds of conversations, you know, talking to the teacher and saying, I'd like to bring Sam with me because I, you know, I like to include him in conversations about his education. And I feel like that way it would give you a little heads up if if they let you know in advance, so then you can sort of plan how you want to communicate. (laughs) Yeah. And I have heard of districts that actually ask you to bring your child. I Mm -hmm. I do know that's a thing. I've never been in one of those, Mm -hmm. but I've every single year, at least the last six years, I'd say almost every conference, the kids come in and I'm like, Oh, I would like to talk to just your parents. Right. Right. And it's not always like you're saying, even if you're saying something positive or you're talking about it in a general kind of like, this is what we've been working on. Like it really is a time for parents and teachers to communicate. And like you said, it's a great opportunity for parents to get their questions answered and for parents to ask about you know, things they might not be understanding that they see coming home. And it's harder to do that if you're also managing your child. Absolutely. I think that makes sense. So aside from that tip, is there any other tips that you would give parents to help them have a successful conference? Absolutely. I see a lot of parents who come in nervous. They have questions and they're afraid to ask. And I know in some cultures you respect the teacher and there is no if stands or buts about it. Sure. Aside from that kind of thing, I, I remember I had one mom who basically she was just asking me why I was teaching reading the way I was teaching it. Mm-hmm. And I just, she was shaking. She was so nervous and she was trying to point out and you could hear her voice cracking. Oh. And I just wanted to be like, you don't have to, you're not going to offend me. You don't have to be nervous to ask me questions and say things. Mm -hmm. So the number one tip would just be, you know, go in, not being disrespectful or anything like that, obviously, but feel confident that you you're the parent and you want to be a part of this relationship between the school and the home. And um, so having that confidence. Mm -hmm. And then also the other thing is a lot of parents go in just expecting to be fed data and Mm -hmm. information. If you have questions, 
absolutely. Even if you want to send your teacher a note beforehand and say, hey, I have some questions so that if they were going to present data, now they know it's going to be more of a conversation. So if you have questions, ask them. Right. It's much right. easier to explain things in a conference when I can reach over and pull out my books and my math materials and show you than mm -hmm. it is for me to do that in an email or a phone call. Right. Yeah. I love those tips. Those are great. Then that is what I often tell my clients as they're heading into conferences, you know, think of really specific, you know, questions that you have for whether it's how you can support your child or if, if, if the teacher says uh, they're struggling in phonics, then be prepared to say, well, how can I support them at home around that, you yes. know, and try to really facilitate that conversation of collaboration, right? Like you're working together for the child here. Absolutely. Um, and I do sometimes tell my clients to remember that teachers have an entire classroom that they're advocating for, right? They've got all of those kids they're keeping track of. They're probably talking to 10, 15 parents in that day for conferences. And, and as a mom or a dad or the caregiver, you just have your one kiddo, yes. right. Or two that you're advocating for. So just to keep that in mind, like it is, you know, it's your responsibility to be engaged in your child's education yes. and the teacher is there to support that. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally so. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, this was great. I wanted to give you an opportunity to share anything else, or if there's um, anything you're working on in your tutoring business that you want to talk about. Absolutely. So I am really hoping to do a lot of parent engagement. I was so excited to speak with you about this because one of the big things that I want for the parents that, that are following me, seeing me, those kinds of things is I want to be able to help them when they're at home with their child. A lot of my posts on social media, I will put, you know, it, it takes everyone. We do it together. I'll try and say those things because I think it's just so important for families to really come together and maybe their child needs a tutor and an extra instructor at school and a little extra practice with mom and dad on the other days. Right. Um, so I just really encourage parents to any caregivers to come yeah. around their child and just surround them from all angles. I always, always advocate. I do worksheets. I do flashcards. It's fine, mm -hmm. but there is so much room for academic games mm -hmm. and hands-on and sensory. And there's so many opportunities. So when parents hear me saying about, yeah, if they get tutored on Monday and Wednesday on Tuesday, you can do something. Well, that means get out the shaving cream or the bath crayons or you know, right. make sure that you're doing things in ways that are fun and not just sitting at the kitchen table doing worksheets. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You can let your child do that kind of stuff with their tutor or in the classroom and you get the opportunity to play games and do it in a more fun way. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're listening right now to this episode and you're a mom or dad or educator, and you're wondering, well, I need some ideas for this. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes because we've had some amazing educators come on and I've done some solo episodes about engaging reluctant writers. And there's just been some, you know, sight word activity episode was one of the very first episodes. So there's a lot of really great tips in these episodes. <laughs> so that's my little I, plug to, to go I back and listen to that because <laughs> I have gone and listened to most yeah. of them. So I agree. Awesome. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I always love to wrap up by talking about books. So it could either be your favorite children's book from childhood or a book you're reading with your students that your kindergartners are loving. Just a chance to share a little bit about books. Yeah, so I was, I was definitely a reader as a kid. I was a little advanced. I was always reading. I absolutely loved it. And one of the things that really led me to my first career choice, thinking I was going to teach high schoolers was history. And so when people talk about books, the two things just that bring back warm, fuzzy memories for me are the Dear America series of chapter books, and then the original American girl books. Right. And those just fueled my passion for reading, for history, for stories. I mean, I just, whenever anyone says, what's your favorite book? I always have to say, it's gotta be one of those sets of books, because if you have a girl and she's looking for chapter books, I will always recommend American girl stories and the dear America diary series. Yes. I remember reading those as a kid. I hadn't really thought of them until you just mentioned it now, but I loved those books also. So (laughs) they were the best. Yes. I'm big, big fan of series for, for any reader, because I do think that it just helps kids to really get into reading and feel like a reader because they can feel this sense of accomplishment. Like every time they finish a book and go to the next one and Um, they get a chance to just really get involved with the characters and the setting. And yeah, it's easy to, yeah, it's exciting. And they don't have to think about what am I going to read next? (laughs) Because they know the next, there's another book. So take some of the pressure off picking a book. (laughs) There's nothing like that disappointment when you realize you're on the last book of a series. Yes. Yes. We are reading the Vanderbeekers as a, as a family, we've been doing that as a read aloud and the newest book just came out last week or this week. So I thought we were going to just get it on Kindle and start reading it right away. But my son wants to get like a hard copy of the book. (laughs) So yes, (laughs) I know. I know. I can't really complain. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) Let's go find a bookstore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for joining me today. I think this is going to be a really great episode for families to just get some confidence and feel empowered as they head into parent teacher conferences this fall. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for addressing such an important topic that I don't think is addressed very often. So thank you so much. All right. That was a really wonderful little chat I just had with Ashley. I think that she gave us some really great tips to think about. So first thing she said was that she likes parent teacher conferences because she sees them as an opportunity to connect with parents. That's one of her favorite things, right? That initial conference, that's your It may be one of your first times connecting with your child's classroom teacher, and it gives you a chance to start building that relationship, right? And to come together as a team and work together for your child to have their best year possible. I love that she said, don't be nervous, right? Come on into that conference, be prepared with some questions, and don't be afraid to ask the teacher to explain something further or show you how to do something or clarify a certain concept that your child is learning in school that most teachers welcome questions from parents and they want you to come in and be involved. So don't be nervous at the conference. And if possible to leave kiddos at home, she feels like it's, it's helpful to have a really constructive conversation when your child isn't right there, because the parent teacher conferences are not really a time for parenting. It is really that time for you to build that relationship 
uh, with the classroom teacher and get your questions answered. I think it would be a great idea if you want your child to be involved to either follow up with your child afterwards, you know, and you talk to them about it in private at home or to ask the classroom teacher, is it okay if I bring so-and-so my child with me because I like having them involved in these conversations. So, you know, let, let the teacher know if you're going to bring the kiddo with you. And it's a great idea if you have specific questions to just send them an email in advance and say, I can't wait for our conference. I want to talk to you about these things so that they're ready to help you because it is often the case that a teacher is meeting with several families, right? Parents back to back to back. And so giving them as much notice as possible about what you want to discuss just helps everyone leave the conference feeling like they got their questions answered and feeling really good about that connection. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It would be awesome if you would take a minute to head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That helps more families like yourself find and listen to the Reading Project podcast. Okay. Until next time, keep reading. Thanks so much for listening. And if you know anyone who might be interested in joining us and listening in on my podcast, I would love for you to share it. And I'd also love to connect with you on social. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. All my links are in the show notes. Make sure you head over to my website at www.yourreadingtutor.com to sign up for my newsletter so you'll be notified when new episodes come out and any new promotions or services that I'm offering. You can also find my free signature three-step reading reward system on my website. You'll be able to download it and just get started right away, helping your struggling reader to reach their potential. Keep reading. See you next time.